Oh my god, Tristan. Bro, it's 2019. It's gonna be 2019 tomorrow when people listen to this. We are a mere, mere hours away. Happy New Year, Pixel Raiders. Listeners, readers. Adoring fans. Yes, yes. Yeah. Man, it's been a year, hasn't it? A year since what? Oh, like just a year year in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For better or for worse. It's been something. Yeah. Uh, How was your holiday? It was good, man. It was was relaxing. Uh, A lot of traveling. And uh, then the last half so far has been just kind of bumming around. Mm -hmm. This year, uh, the wife and I made sure to give ourselves a good few days plus to uh, recoup. Because last year we like traveled the whole time, got back, and then we had like a day to do laundry and stuff, and then it was back to work. That's that was horrible. We were like, "Why did we do that? What were yeah. we thinking?" So this year we played our cards right. So what about you? That's that was good. It was relaxing. You know, we traveled uh, to various places to see family. Saw some old friends that I grew up with that I really only get to talk to on the interwebs now. So that oh, was nice. Cool. Yeah. It was a good time. Nice. It was a good time. Well, what, uh, what have you been playing, though? Let's, I was gonna say, let, let's roll on into uh, what we've been playing. By the way, if you don't know, this is Pixelator's Land Party Podcast. I'm Antonio. This is Tristan. What episode is this? 8, 147. Oof. We're close to 150. Oof. Century and a half. Uh, Will is doing holiday things, and Danny's ice skating. I imagine she's still ice skating. She told us she was ice skating earlier this morning, and she's just, uh, she's just still going in circles right now. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, so what have I been playing? Let's see. Um, well, I picked up a few games, uh, because they were on super mega sale on the eShop. Um, I picked up Celeste. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played the first like little area, first stage. Uh, that game's really cool. Um, hard, tricky. It takes it takes some getting used to for me, I guess, to remember and get used to the fact that the left trigger is for gripping. Right. Um, that that kind of threw me off a little bit because I guess I'm used to just Super Meat Boy where you just don't have to push a button. You just kind of push against the wall and you stay there. Right. Um, it seems pretty good so far, though. Uh, I didn't play a lot of it. You got it for a Switch? Yeah. Oh, definitely. These are all Switch. Yeah. Um, I mean, that seems like the place to play it. Uh, although it seems best played on the Pro Controller. Mm. I could be biased because I love the Pro Controller. But uh, a game like that, I mean, having a proper D-pad just seems like the way to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really dig the art style. I like the color palette. I'm, I'm excited to see what everyone's talking about as far as uh the protagonist um you know going through working through her her inner demons and whatnot there's a lot of there's a lot of metaphor for mental illness in that game that is very very powerful Uh, right it's it's a really for like a game that doesn't look like it would have it yeah and a genre that's traditionally not known for deep involved storytelling uh, that does a really good job. So. Yeah. Uh, the music is great as well. Um, but like I said, I only played like a level of that. Um, mm-hmm. I also picked up Shining Resonance Refrain. 
Okay. Uh, I have never played uh, a game in the Shining series. Okay. Uh, this game apparently is very different from all the other ones. You know, they, they started back in the day, 2D and stuff. Uh, I like this game, though. It's very JRPG, which typically isn't something I'm into, but we'll get into that when we talk about some of our favorite games of this year. Yeah. Um, I got my ass handed to me yesterday, like, for maybe about half hour to an hour, because I kept, I kept just trying to beat this second dragon boss. Mm-hmm. There's just no doing it. I, I have to grind a little bit more. Uh, I got some upgrades to weapons and armor and things like that, but I'm going to grind up a couple levels because the boss was double my level. Um, and it wasn't so much that it, his patterns or anything was diff- were difficult. Like He's an easy boss, but he just hits like a tank. So it's just, do you think it's going to be a thing where it's like grindy in order to stay? I feel like it, with yeah. The pace of the game, okay. I think so. I think so. I think it's either going to be that, or there's going to be difficulty spikes. Because what's very weird is up until that point, a lot of it was kind of tutorial esque, and right before, like an area or two before leading up to the that boss, I finally got the fourth character mm-hmm. in my party. I don't know if there's any more than that, um, but now I have a full party with four, and the game was um i have it there's like casual and standard for difficulty i have it on standard which is as hard as you can go and the game was laughably easy to the point where it almost seems like the ai is broken because they just were not fighting back Mm -hmm. really uh and then i got to this boss and he just destroyed me um and now i'm getting to a point where finally there's groups of enemies that are being putting up some what of a fight Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll keep you posted, but it's very, very easy early on, and I don't know if that's because it's kind of leading up to getting all the characters. What I'm assuming is all the characters, uh, but it kind of threw me threw me for a bit, and I was like, I hope this game picks up. So what what type of game is it? Because the Shining games like are notorious for like covering all kinds of genres. Like the first one, Shining in the Darkness, was like a first-person dungeon crawler, and then mm-hmm. Shining Force is like an overhead tactics game like uh, Fire Emblem. And then the PS2 ones, they moved into like an action RPG, and then That's... Shining Soul for GBA was like a almost D- like Diablo Light style game. So it's like... No, this, like... that's crazy. But no, this goes, this goes back to action RPG. Okay. Um linear areas it's not as open world as you know i would kind of like it reminds me a lot of ys8 lacrimosa of dana mm-hmm. and that the area the, these big areas are broken up almost in an identical fashion and the battles and everything play out pretty similar um they're very very similar games which is why i think i was drawn to this because mm-hmm. i really loved that game mm-hmm. um it's good though it's not a full price game like when when it is not on sale, it's like fifty bucks, mm-hmm. uh, full price. But you can pick it up cheaper than that. I think the eShop sale might be over, um, but I got it for definitely cheaper cheaper than that. Um, nice. But it's a pretty good game so far. I like it. Um, it's funny because it's one of those games where it's <laughs> it's you as a guy. His name's Yuma, and then you have three other female characters with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to pick out you unlock all the outfits from the start because I guess this game came out a little. I guess it came to Switch last. This is kind of like the definitive edition. Oh, it was it was a PS3 game, I think. So um, it has <coughs> content that's not yeah on like the regular version of the PS3. Uh, 
it has a new mode you can play where you can play it. I guess it's, you can swap and have some of the uh, antagonists in your party. Uh, and it's a more difficult mode, I guess. Because um, mm-hmm. in the beginning, you have the choice to play normal or this refrain mode. Uh, and then you also get all the DLC. Uh, I guess this was like a remastered kind of re-release because it came it came out on PS3, it looks like, mm-hmm. back in the day, which I never, I never picked it up. Um, kind of like a game that I'm looking at called uh, Tales of Vesperia. Have you That's never played out. a Tales game? I have not. Oh, man. That that's game looks... A, that's a time commitment if you're going to get into that. Yeah? Yeah. Just saying. They're, they're really good. Um, especially Tales of Symphonia, I think, is my favorite. But, okay. Uh, yeah, those, those are... If you didn't have enough time to... Did you beat uh, Dragon Quest? No, because I ended up wanting to play it on Switch. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I mean, it looks it looks it looks pretty comparable on Switch. Yeah, that's the reason I'm waiting for it too. But yeah, it's uh it's a involved I mean, game. I mean, YS was about fifty to sixty somewhere around there. Mm, if you you could definitely go, it, you would probably be around that for part time. Yeah, you could definitely play more through that game too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that game's really good. I'm liking it so far. Um, I also played some Stardew Valley because, I mean, how can you not? Yeah. Uh, during the sale, I picked up Broken Age. Okay. Uh, because that's the <clears> double fine. That's the double fine game that was a Kickstarter success. It's like an adventure game, yeah. Point and click adventure, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had played it on Steam, and Erica was actually into it, and we were both playing. I had my computer hooked up to the TV mm-hmm. years ago, and then we just never finished it. We got to the second half, and we were like, we have no idea what to do, and we just kind of gave up. Uh, so it was like $4 on the eShop. So I picked it up and we started playing again. And we got back to where we were. Um, and now we're we're working our way through the second half of the game. Nice. Yeah. That game's, that game's pretty cool. It tells a neat story. I'm interested to see where it goes and how it concludes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I mean, definitely recommend that if you want a really cool art style, like painterly art style. Yeah. How much is that on Switch? Uh, I want to say 15 maybe. And compared I think, to getting the full edition on your phone or your iPad, like how much is it there? I don't know if it's on your I- on iOS. It might be. I think it's on iOS. Let me look it up for you quick. Know. It is, in fact, on iOS, where the price is ninety nine cents. God, that's a tough. That's a Damn. tough pill to swallow, but there are situations where I would pay more for a console. Like Donut County, if yeah. I had the choice to play that with the joystick on my Switch or iOS, I would definitely play it on console. Here's the thing. Oh, wait. It's going to tell me. So, yeah, it's $14.99 on Switch, but I paid like 4 Okay. Um, <laughs> if you had to go full price and you primarily were going to play it handheld mode or like on an iPad, I would say go for that because it's $0.99. Cents. And being a point-and-click game... You definitely don't need a joystick or buttons. It's actually, it, it's actually a lot easier with the mouse because you can play with just the mouse. Mm-hmm. And I kind of find myself wanting to play it with the mouse, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not because I'm playing it on the Switch. Um, I don't think it has pointer controls for Joy-Con. That would be cool if it did. Mm-hmm. Although I guess drifting could kind of be annoying. But uh, anyway, that game's good. You should pick it up if it's still on sale on Switch. If it goes back to 15 bucks, maybe get it on your phone or a tablet because it'd play a little bit better there and it's, you know, 15 times cheaper. Right. Um, 
I also picked up Rayman Legends. Okay. On sale because uh, that game was great. That's a really good platformer. Really, really good platformer. Loved it on PS4. Uh, the Blob Two was on sale. I picked that up as well. How does that The Blob Two play? Because it's a port of a 360 game. Yeah, it plays fine so far. Okay. Um, looks good. Um, I haven't run into any performance issues or anything, any hitching or anything like that. That's good. Uh, uh, Child of Light was on sale as well. How much stuff did you buy? They were all like four or five bucks. They were cheap. I guess. And that was it. Okay. Well, did you play anything else or did you just buy stuff? I played a little bit of them here and there. I've mostly been playing uh, Shining Resonance Refrain. Hmm. Okay. And a little Subnautica before we left for the holidays. And then Subnautica still a good experience for you? Uh, well, funny thing. So they released patch 1.0.30, uh, which made the frame rate nosedive in the shallow area mm -hmm. where my base is at. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, nosedive to the point of being like early Xbox preview build performance. Oh, yikes. Yeah, you guys had um, a lot of bad things to say about it in those days. Yeah, I mean, it was a great game and we loved it, but it, it was a uh, it was abysmal performance. Yeah. Um, everywhere else, it seems to be fine. And it's only since this last update. Um, so, I mean, it'll, it'll get fixed. Because before that, it ran near flawlessly. Right. Um, and Panic Button, you know, they crank out updates. They optimize like crazy. So they'll have a patch out in no time. So, because they worked with Panic Button. I don't know if Panic Button, I'm assuming they still work with them to come out with patches too. They must. So, uh, yeah. What about you, man? What have you What have you played? Uh, well, uh, last week was a lot of travel for me. So, you know, I missed the last cast because I was traveling that day. And then, so I really only had access to my Switch um so just a lot of switch stuff really i played a bunch of smash um pretty much you know handheld smash on the train ride back right anytime right I, anytime i had some downtime when i was with family or my wife was doing stuff with her family um played i took i took my gamecube adapter and controllers and i <laughs> pounded nice. all of her nephew's faces in all week felt really good um, is that oh, your yeah. plan right now? A lot of Smash. Uh, no, I'm not. Um, okay. I also played, a, I got back into <laughs> Pokemon Let's Go. Um, oh, okay, wow. Played a bunch of that in handheld mode, too, on the train. Uh, that game, I was, I finally talked to the dude who, um, like, will rate your Pokemon and tell yeah. you what their kind of quick stats are. And I realized that having... The starter Pokemon, I said this before, like I knew that the starter Pokemon were OP, but I didn't know how OP until I got that. They all have perfect stats. They're all so jacked, it's not even funny. Oh yeah, because um, you, can, you can fly through that game yeah. with either Eevee or Pikachu. And I think that's why every person that reviewed it said, like, this game's so easy compared to the last ones, because I'm pretty sure they all played the game with the starter Pokemon. And yeah. obviously when you have that guy in your party you're just going to storm through everybody yeah i mean it wasn't even it wasn't even it wasn't even fun it was like one two hit yeah i i took him out of my i took him out of my party and i don't have any of the starter like the pikachu or blastoise or mm -hmm. not pikachu uh, charizard blastoise or venusaur that you get 
like through talking to people because mm -hmm. they all have boosted stats but you do find uh, all those in the wild as well and those have normal stats so i've been i've had you know juggling those guys around in my party a little bit but yeah i found my uh, char i found my charmander in the wild actually yeah in the rock tunnel i found one mm -hmm. um it's a really good game dude um I finally got to, I remember you were talking about before, like that Snorlax battle, how you wished every battle in the game was like that. Yes. I agree. Right? Uh, I wish every battle was like that. It, it's it's the perfect melding between let's go, like uh, Pokemon Go style it, and traditional battling. Yeah. So for people that don't know how that, like regular Pokemon Let's Go battles are just basically Pokemon Go on your phone where it just shows the Pokemon. You don't battle or anything. You just throw balls and hope for the best. But with special ba uh, battles like Snorlax or Legendaries, you have a time limit, and it's like a regular Pokemon battle. So you have to beat the Pokemon in that time frame, and then it transitions over to the catching phase of a normal battle. And that's really fun. Um, right? It feels so good. It is definitely more time-consuming, which I'm assuming is you know probably the decision that they made for... Because from, from everything that I've read about and heard, like, interviews and stuff, like, they really tried to cut down on the grind of that game. Okay, that's uh, fair. To make it so that people could get through it with, with ease. And so I get why they wouldn't do that, because it would slow things down. But, oh man, it was way more fun. Yeah. Um, It'd almost be nice if you could play either style, just, like, choose. Yeah. Like, veteran style and casual or whatever. Yeah. Um... Played some Sea of Thieves today. Oh, wow. Okay. Sailed, sailed the seas. Yeah, it's a good time. There's a new update for that or anything? They've been slowly updating that game. I know they've been updating uh, it all year. All year, and now it's to a point where there's just so much stuff. It's like almost a totally different game. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, uh, that's exciting. You can, you can, like, there's constantly more instances of the Kraken or the Megalodon in the sea. I didn't the, run into the either one of those yet. The ghost ship roams freely and will just totally mess you up. Uh, cargo runs are a thing now. The scroll you can find scrolls in like loose barrels that will just give you quests. So it's kind of constantly driving you forward, giving you stuff to do. So oh, that's neat. the monotony is still a little a little bit there for sure yeah. because there's not you know the variety. But I think it just really ends up being like that's the type of game where you make your own fun. You know, it's like a kid with, yeah, a, yeah. with a Lego set. It's it's gonna be up to you and i you build your own adventure yeah uh and i get that um and i love that you know it's same reason i love elite dangerous it's it's about the journey it's not about like the reward that you get from it um are there any new like variants as far as skeleton fight like enemies or any other enemies not mm, not that i've noticed okay um they seem a little smarter now um, oh that's cool yeah have you run into any of the skeleton ships? Because I read I that there were like dude, the skeleton AI ships. skeleton ships all over, and like a uh, yeah, skeleton so sloop. A, I think this is not a sloop; it's a full on, full on galleon. Oh, I knew they and had the galleon. I thought they had a sloop too. That's crazy. I haven't seen a sloop if there is one, but dude, those guys will wreck your day. Like they don't. Oh, as yeah? far as I can tell, they don't depend on the wind direction for their speed. They can just cruise kind of wherever they want. Oh man! So they're just a huge threat all the time. And when they get wind of you, they will pursue you and shoot you down. They don't wait for you to like aggro them, like the Megalodon or the Kraken. Mm -hmm. uh, dude, they are no joke. Um, I, I mean, I know when you go by the islands and everything, they're like 
they never miss as far as their cannonball mm-hmm. shots is ridiculous. Dude, dude, they're fucking calculus experts. And they can shoot further than anybody else in the game. Yeah, it's nuts. They um, can yeah, like snipe you with cannonballs. That game is it's really good. I really dig it. Um I think my favorite time, speaking of getting hit with, cannon, with cannonballs, was when you and I were playing, and I was steering the ship, and someone was shooting at us, and all of a sudden, another one shot, and you could see it just hit me right in the face, and then I fell yeah, down and died. Yeah, you just got blown out into the water. I remember that. Yeah, that was the best. That was the best. That, that was a good game. Maybe I'll have to pop back in and see, what, see what's new with that. Yeah, uh, but that playing that got me thinking a little bit. Did you Have you played uh, Atlas yet? No, because uh, I know you're super into Ark and you know the development of that game. So I didn't know if you had any I, uh, interest in. Atlas I I feel like Atlas. <sighs> I've heard it's been rough. Is why I heard it's game. very rough. Yeah. And someone found a Twitch streamer found a uh, a menu that was straight up the logo and everything for Ark, which isn't surprising because oh, no I'm sure it's built on the same engine. Yeah. So it's it was like a menu that he wasn't supposed to really find. And what worries me about that is that engine doesn't run well on almost any platform, including PC, really. And they're trying to make something bigger right. and considerably more ambitious. And I don't – I think I, – I'm just going to wait until it's like a 1.0 release. Um, it sounds really cool and looks really cool and the idea seems awesome. Mm-hmm. But I know it's going to run like shit for the next two plus years, mm-hmm. uh, and I just I don't feel like dealing with that. Um, like I'll watch gameplay videos, and I'm sure it'll be like watching a slideshow. Yeah, but yeah, I, I read that it's really rough too, like connection issues and all kinds of things. Unfortunate, I guess. Yeah. Indeed. Um, and other than that, I picked up the. Uh, Sega Genesis Collection for Switch. Oh, Sega Ages or whatever? No, it's not Sega Ages. It's called Sega Genesis Classics. Oh, okay. Uh, it has like 30 games on it. And I was planning on getting it anyway because it has, you know, funny enough, we were just talking about these games, but Shining Force 1 and 2 are my favorite Genesis games of all time. Right. And they're both on there. So like that alone is worth the 30 bucks for me. But I found out last night Interesting. That I, I may it, have to eventually um, check that out. Those are That's a high praise. Yeah, it, it has. A, I mean, it has a really good library of games on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found out last night because it wasn't really advertised, and even on the box, it doesn't really say it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has online multiplayer. Oh wow! So you can play Streets of Rage and Golden Axe and Toe Jam and Earl with another person on the internet. That's um, cool. Why wouldn't yeah. they promote that? That's a that's yeah. a really cool big deal. That's a big selling point. Even on the box, it just says uh, online leaderboards. It doesn't say anything really about online play. I wonder if it was something they threw last minute or it was a patch. No, because it works really well. I mean, it's doing, in my opinion, what Nintendo's retro offering on Switch is failing to do, which is a quality oh, library that works well and has a really good feature set. I right. mean, this has load and save states. It has this really cool fast forward and rewind feature if you hold the triggers <laughs> where it's like... I don't know how they did this tech, but like, you know, speed up or slow down the game or rewind it like in a very fluid motion. So I was like, oh, you screwed up. Go back. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. um, It has a really cool like video filter where it's like a fast forwarding VHS tape when you do it. Ah, Um, How about that? Yeah, it's 
That sounds pretty wild. Does it have Sonic and Knuckles on, like Sonic 2? Uh, it has Sonic 2 and Sonic 1 of course, and yeah. Sonic Spinball. I don't think it has 3 or Sonic and Knuckles. That's all right. Um, huh. It has, you know, has Fantasy Star 2 and 3 and 4. Man, Streets of Rage one. is a good time, too. Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3. Oh, Old Max yes. 2. Nice. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Gunstar Heroes, which is a really big fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's If you had a memorable Genesis game, chances are it's on the It's list. on there. I saw that they released Fantasy Star, too. Yeah. As uh, a separate game. That's one thing that kind of sucks is there are some Sega Ages games that like are going to be big money makers for Sega on iPhone that they didn't put on here. So like Outrun isn't on here. Oh. Uh, Fantasy Star One isn't on here. Come on, uh, Sega. Yeah, it's it's unfortunately victim to that, but the offering here is dare I say better than the PlayStation Mini. Oh, I mean, that's, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Uh, that thing, oh, that thing's already been discounted to 60 bucks. That's crazy. Or 40 That's, I mean, like that's regular funny that discounts. Their, their discounted price is the launch price of the NES Classic. Yeah, I mean, it was to the point where Amazon was like, here, buy this and we'll give you a gift card. Just well, yeah, t- no, take yeah, it. When I was in take GameStop, it, we don't want it. When I was in GameStop buying this Genesis collection... They had the thing that was like, you know, get a gift card if you buy this. I was like, well, I still don't want it, but that's almost enticing. I mean, yeah, it'd be, it, it'd be, I think it'd be a better sell at that point, even if it had a better emulator it ran on, mm-hmm. but it runs on an off the shelf open source emulator when there's other ones that are considerably better that can run on that hardware easily. Right. Um, that scale better to HD TVs and 4K TVs and whatnot. Right. Um, and just give you better performance. But yeah, I mean, but like yeah. I said, Genesis Classics, dude, it is worth it. Um, the, the emulation is really good and it's a, a big library and local multiplayer, online multiplayer. Hmm. It's really cool. Um, and then lastly, the only other thing I can think of that I've been playing is I downloaded Firewatch on Switch. Oh, yes. Um, that beginning is yeah, a gut game, punch. That, yeah, that game wastes no time getting you in the feels. I will say it's very beautiful on Switch, not nearly as nice looking as other places that I've seen it. Interesting. Um, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to hold up. And a lot of that game is all about visuals and looking at the visuals. So I haven't spent, I haven't played it at all in docked. Maybe it's better when it's docked, but when okay. it is in handheld, it's jaggy in parts and. That's definitely noticeable, and for a game like that, where the visual is that much of the experience, it does kind of take away from the experience. Uh, yeah. I'm still enjoying it, but I will say right now, like I'll try, I'm gonna try it on on docked mode at some point, and it, like I'm almost tempted to play it on Xbox. I was gonna say you almost want to play it on Xbox just yeah. for a better. I know it looks. Experience. I know it looks fantastic on PS4, and it'll mm-hmm. obviously look fantastic on Xbox as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you're into it, that might be the best way to go. Because, like you said, that's definitely a visual game. Mm-hmm. I, but I, other than that, like I, I really love the characters that they're mm-hmm. building in it. I love the small bantering conversation, but has some sort of tension to it. Like you can tell that it's going to end up going somewhere. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. It goes places. 
That's like uh, if anyone is interested in rhyme, uh, I had a played that on Switch and it kind of ran like a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a very visual game too. And uh, I would I would recommend playing that on PS4 or Xbox or PC. Yeah, but no, they, I'm, I like that game. It's cool. Uh, I just at this like right now I'm a little bummed that I waited to play it so long because the experience hasn't been as great as what I've seen in other places. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, on handheld at least, the frame rate chugs at some at some points, and I don't know if it's like this on other versions. I had I didn't have performance issues. Um, you can tell when you're going into a new section that needs mm. to load because it will kind of chug and freeze a little bit till it loads correctly. Yeah. And I don't know if that is seamless in other versions, but it's definitely noticeable on the Switch. Um, so, you know, take that, you know, that's not like a damning thing, but if you have, if you, if you weren't planning on playing it portably and you have another means to play it, I might say go with that because it just doesn't seem like it's optimized in a great way. That makes sense. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, what do you think? Should we hit on some news bits or just talk about our favorite games of 2018? Is there much news? I mean, I can think um, of like Soldier Boy had to stop selling his thing. Yeah, that made me laugh. And it's funny because if you go to the Soldier Game link now, just redirects to Nintendo. Oh, yeah, the 3DS. the 3DS page, which is really funny. I mean, I'll go over a couple things quick. Not a whole lot. I'm just going to do the real quick cliff notes. Epic Games earned $3 billion profit in 2018 thanks to cross-platform with Fortnite. Capcom pulled those in-game ads from Street Fighter V. Mm. <laughs> Did you see that tweet about Niantic that came out a couple days ago? Maybe. What it, was it, it about? It showed how whatever three whatever billion dollars they had for evaluation after this year mm-hmm. and it was like that's a higher valuation than capcom square enix or konami Oof. currently i'm like that that's rough it's impressive but also doesn't paint a bright picture for the future of console gaming oh man yeah Oof. people like to buy those pokeballs man People love, people love microtransactions. Yeah, shit. Well, we talked about Alice having a rocky launch. Mm. Switch has outsold the original uh, PlayStation 4 and Slim in Japan. Not with pro numbers, but... Yeah, not with pro numbers, but let's be honest. Pro numbers aren't anywhere near what those two are anyway. Right. So even if you throw pro numbers in there, Switch is still going to outsell it. Right. But I mean, it's got Monster Hunter... It's got a bunch of JRPGs, a lot of JRPGs. It's got a lot of stuff on there. Pokemon, like Smash Bros, you're not going to yeah, touch it. It's definitely, that. I think you're going to see, with, with the, especially in Japan, you're going to see a lot more stuff getting ported to try and make a quick buck, which I'm all for. Port everything. Bring it all to Switch. I'll play it. Yes. Yeah. Um, Luma is joining Mario Tennis Aces in January. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Luma, like the little star? Yeah, the little star. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is funny. So those people who got their uh, banned Fallout 76 accounts, mm-hmm. uh, people who got banned from Bethesda for being assholes, mm-hmm. uh, Bethesda said they won an essay in order for them to get their accounts back. Oh, these or- are people who are hacking. 500 words on why the use of third-party sheet software is detrimental to online gaming community. Or they could just not play 
Fallout 76 and be way better off. Mm-hmm. IMO. Oh, do you know about this? Jack Black is launching a YouTube channel for gaming. For gaming? Yeah. Is he? Is he? Is this like an independent venture, or is this like a YouTube? No, this this looks like a just him. Like Will Smith type thing. No, it looks like a just him, and he said he wants to be bigger than Ninja and PewDiePie, which I don't. And that wasn't. This was not a joke. It doesn't look like it. Look it up. I don't know if I'd believe that. I mean, maybe I'll look look it up later. Maybe it is a joke. You're the Jack Black man. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he was in. He was in Brutal Legend. What else? Jack Black launched a YouTube gaming channel and he already has over 2 million subs. There's a lost NES version of SimCity that's, yeah. uh, that's emerged after almost three decades. Uh, Celeste sold over 500,000 copies in 2018. Good. Good for them. There's a Moonlighter update out now with new game plus, new weapons, items, and more. <laughs> Jablinski Games, he really did make a gaming channel. Oh, this is the one that you and I are excited about. Dragon Quest XI is releasing for Switch in Japan in early 2019. Oh, during, in 2019? Yeah. So no no calendar, no calendar marking for that, but. No, hopefully it comes to the West in 2019 too. I I mean, localization is usually the biggest holdup of that, and it's already localized. It's already localized, so yeah, they could just bring it over. So it doesn't, doesn't seem like there should be a big delay in that but i'm interested to see if this game is going to need a huge download or if it's going to be in 2019 at a point where nintendo actually has 64 gig carts available but i don't know what nintendo is upcharging developers yeah, for the cost say, of those I carts i can't imagine because i can't if, imagine developers opting for more expensive carts on their end when they exactly can't get that kind of return from the customer when they could just release a patch for free well, because, yeah, the thing is right now you could get... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, Celeste is adding uh, some tough new farewell levels next year. Okay. Uh, oh. Because that game wasn't already tough enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Halo Infinite early access details emerged during the live stream. It's <sighs> got me going down a rabbit hole, dude. Yeah. They said that People who reach 152 mm-hmm. will get something. Oh, man. You got to so do it? I'm, well, I'm at level 83, okay? Okay. And 152 is... A ways away from that. A ways away from that. And I want to read you this statistic that I found on uh, Halo Waypoint, okay? It's a, it's a post by a guy who got there, and he is one of the first 500 people that got there, and he got there this November. Okay. Um, these are his gameplay stats in order to get there. He played 7,383 multiplayer games, 2,600 games in Arena, which is regular team deathmatch and stuff, 4,700 <laughs> games in Warzone for a total of 53 days, 2 hours, 15 minutes, and 13 seconds. Wow. So if I plan on getting there, I either going to have to buy my way through it or make that the only game that I play between now and when Infinite comes out because... That is a lot of grind for that. I'll be honest. I don't think that's going to happen. Because you're going to want to I'm going to see how close I can get. I'm going to see how close I can get. Because they say that people are going to get something for doing it in Halo Infinite. And I'm sure it's just a stupid icon. But probably I'm the kind of sucker that would do that. Hey, I have faith that you'll get to 100. Oh, I'd get to 100. The, the, the biggest grind, I, from what I hear, it's is... It's going to probably be the last 20 levels. 
the last 12 levels. After 12. 140 is when the grind starts getting super intense, I guess. Yeah. So we'll see. Hmm. See how close I get. Well, but that's gonna be uh it's gonna be a thing. I mean, that's all I have about that. The news and stuff. You wanna you wanna hop in? Talk about some of your top five favorite games of 2018. Bro, let's do it. So, fun fact: uh, I didn't realize till I almost hit the publish button that I had six games. Oh, because I made a banner for each one, and I'm like, I'm like, why am I one short? I have five banners here, and I scrolled through. I was like, oh well, I have six games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll talk about what the, Ooh, the game I, that I cut was. Then I, I cut the game. I cut oh, the game. Okay. Okay. I wanted to be fair and do five. Um, yeah. So you wanna you do one? I'll do one, or you wanna do yours and I'll do mine. You go first. All right. So, what game do you think is definitely going to be on this list? Subnautica. Bingo. Number one, Subnautica. Now, Danny at first thought this was kind of like a cheat because this has been in early access for like two years. Hmm. Uh, But it's changed a lot since then and it's finally a stable release. And 1.0 release was about two weeks ago, so I'm going to allow it. Okay. this game is just so easy to get lost in. It's equal parts um, mesmerizing and terrifying all at the same time, mm-hmm. especially when you get to the really, really dark, terrifying depths of the ocean where it's pitch black, even with your lights on. Um, oh, my God. Even, even with the rough patch that I'm experiencing right now, uh, I, think it's, I think it's due to a memory leak. Or something. Um, but oh, it's just such a good game. And I, I have, if you want to read more details and like why I really loved all these games, I have my written article up mm-hmm. on Pixel Raider. Um, but long story short, this is a underwater survival game. Uh, your pod crash lands. You wake. You're in this pod in an alien ocean. You have to. You, the, the thing that's great about this game is. I'm not big on hardcore survival games, and you can play this with permadeath, or you can also play this where a regular survival game where you have to worry about food, water, oxygen, um, and then resources to build and craft things. I play in a mode called uh, freedom mode. Mm -hmm. Freedom mode is basically survival without having to worry about food or water, so I just have to worry about oxygen. Um, and resources and everything like that. I still have to find my own blueprints. Um, I can still die, all that stuff. Then there's a creative mode where everything's unlocked. There's no oxygen, no limits, and you have all the blueprints. Um, I think you still have to find resources for that. that I think if someone just straight up wants to explore every inch of that game and not worry about anything, but Mm -hmm. to me, I still want some kind of... There's just something about having that little bit of, oh, shit, I'm running out of oxygen, or I have no idea what's in this cave. Uh, Can I make a run for it? Mm-hmm. Um, there was one part where I dove into this part of the ocean that I'd never been in before uh, because I really, really wanted to get this alien containment um, blueprint. And oh my God, dude, it was terrifying because I didn't have, I barely had enough oxygen to get to my Seamoth, which is my underwater, ve- one of the underwater vehicles you can you can make. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to go into this wrecked ship and i had to laser cut the door getting scanned the blueprints which took a while then i was running out of oxygen i had to swim back and i have to have my seamoth it had to be in a certain area because there were these crazy underwater uh creatures that were destroying it so i had to park 
I had to like kind of park it pretty far away. It was uh, it was terrifying, but it was good. I got it. Uh, so that game is great. It was available for free on Epic Game Store. It is not now. It's twenty four ninety nine. Well worth it. Well, well worth it. Um, it's available on PC, Mac OS, PS4, Xbox, and HTC Vive in VR. I heard the VR is a little iffy. Um, it plays great on Xbox One X. Uh, even, you know, that little thing will get patched. Mm-hmm. Um, then next up, I have you Hollow Knight. Do you want me to do one? Or do you want yeah, to... you, could, you could do one. Can I elect half of a game? Uh, interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. Okay, The Messenger. Because The Messenger's first oh, half... Oh, the second half you love. No, the, the first half. Oh, the, wow. the Messenger's first half is like a picture-perfect OG Ninja Gaiden with an amazing, funny, and well-thought-out story with great combat, great characters, great boss battles. Right. And then it opens up into this Metroidvania kind of collect-a-thon that just feels a little too backtracky to... Oh, and not that that's the second half is bad, but it just doesn't reach the same heights as the first half. So it just feels like a little bit of a letdown. But that first half of the game is doing retro reimagining better than almost any other game I can think of. Um, hmm. That it's just so good, so damn good. If you have you did you play the Messenger? Yeah. I didn't get through the second part yet. Exactly. Nobody got through the second part. But the first part, oh my God. It gets, it's a struggle. It's hard. It's hard. It is hard. And it does that double jump thing in a very interesting way. Yeah. Um, that the way they laid out the it, levels and stuff. Yeah. It almost makes it, you know, not just a side-scrolling platform combat game, but almost like a puzzle type game in parts mm-hmm. because of that. Uh, Sections you have to get to. I really um, dug that game. Yeah. I noticed parts of that in uh, in Celeste too. Uh, I try to get every damn strawberry I can find, mm-hmm. and I noticed there's some puzzly parts, and I'm like, okay, I, I dig this. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, interesting. Half a game. That's a first here for Pixel Raider. Just so you guys know, first half a game to get nominated for a <laughs> game of the year. Yeah, the messenger was. <laughs> I had. That's great. Smiles on my face the entire first half. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was, and, just, and the sound chiptune soundtrack and the, everything. The, the the soundtrack is good. The dialogue is good. The way the shopkeeper kind of just throws the fourth wall right out the window half the time when he's talking, and just the funny parables that he tells you, and just how self aware that game is without yeah. being ham fisted. Oh yeah, is impressive. Nice, impressive. Yeah, I have a Metroidvania on here as well. It's a Hollow Knight. One that you let, one that you, yeah. Does that count? Does that count? Adam, I'm not liking. Right? It came out this year on Switch. So that counts, okay. I think it, well, I think it came out this year on PS4 and Xbox, but it came out significantly later on Switch. Does that mean next year I can nominate Resident Evil 4 because it's coming out on Switch? I mean, this game, (laughs) I'm pretty sure this came to all platforms. It was just months later, silly. Okay, Okay. I'll I'll allow it. Uh, Oh my god, that game is just you want to talk ambiance and 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 beautiful visuals and a nice soundtrack. Oh man, that game. Fart noises. That game is not good. IMO. It's not for me. It's not that it's not a good game. I just didn't like a lot of the mechanics. And I didn't like 
You are such a, you are such a hater. Don't there listen are, to there Tristan. Are, there are so many other Metroidvania games that I think are worth the time. False, in my opinion. Wrong. You're allowed to be wrong. <clears throat> anyway, Will and I think this game is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. One of the best Metroidvanias we've ever played. Uh, especially, you know, me. Um, it has this really cool charm system, which basically each charm gives you a different ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can actually. Oh, I just. Play it, play it, play it, play it. Uh, I have all the details in the podcast. I mean, not in the podcast, derp. In my article. Hmm. Um, oh, I just thought it was great. How could you not like that game? It's so... The problem is you played it and you didn't buy the quill. You need but the, if, you're, you need, if your you entire need... game is pillared on one item, no, no, and no, without no, 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 that no, no, no. item, the rest of the game is not enjoyable. That's kind of bogus when it's not a mandatory item, when it's you happen to stumble upon it or else your entire experience is marred. No, That's no, kind no, of a no, no, no. You, it, so in the tutorial section early on in the game, you find the shopkeeper and he tells you about the quill, which you use to then fill in the map. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can't fill in the map. I get it. That sucks. You buy the quill, be a man, get the money, get the quill, and then... All of a sudden, every time you save, oh, here's all the undiscovered sections of the map that you uncovered. And then you've got your little stamps. You can mark areas and bosses and things like that that you want to go back to. You've got fast travel systems and all kinds of things. We'll you just, just you just didn't you just didn't get one. that far. You didn't even get the quill. You're just a blind hollow knight trying to feel his way through, Listen, falling into falling into acid pits and shit. I it's just, okay. I just like my Metroidvania games to have platforms that exist the entire length without falling off. It's all awesome. I I have not had that problem. It's all awesome. All right. Moving on, what's one of yours? What's your Celeste, next one? Dude. Is it a full game? Yeah, all, all of right. Celeste. Every ounce and minute and design choice and aesthetic look and sound bit of Celeste is just if you haven't played that game, oh my god, play that game. It's better than Meat Boy. I'm playing it now. It is very good. It's so good. Um, for the price that it is, the the narrative depth that it reaches, and the challenge that it offers, and the replayability that it offers, and on top of that, the soundtrack is just fucking gold, dude. Like I listen to that soundtrack when I'm doing work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just so good. It's amazing. Um, I've played through. I played through that game at least two and a half times. Just oh wow! Because okay, it's, it's very revisitable, and it's very, especially on Switch, it's very easy to be a pick up and put down game. Uh, you never want to put it down, mm-hmm. but it's easy to put down. Um, but dude, Celeste is just. I can't believe you waited this long to play it. To be honest, I know I'm actually surprised too. I don't know why I waited so long because it's definitely my type of game. I'm a big lover of Super Meat Boy. Um, I could see this game possibly dethroning it. I'm gonna be honest. I, I, think, I didn't play I think enough that is of better it. Better than Meat Boy. I think. I think the way that Meat Boy is designed to have like a twitch attempt until succeeding, I think that that goes out the window with the way this game. Yes, it has a lot of repetition but it's making you think instead of just trying different things well it seems like and granted i only played the first level but it seems like you can also take your time at brief parts to try and figure out what you want to do next yeah um i also like the fact that the levels are 
first off, considerably bigger than I thought, but I like that they're broken up. That if I die and screw something up, I'm not punished and I have to start the whole damn thing over. Yeah. I can just pick up exactly at that little snapshot where I left off and just go from there. I'm a fan of that. Yeah. And it never it never feels repetitive with level design either. It's mm-hmm. constantly introducing new mechanics, new aesthetics to the background or the scenery, uh, or just new story bits that really mix up what you're doing to make it just feel fresh the whole way through. Yeah. And that... For especially for a, a game like that, I mean, even some Mario games suffer from from that kind of repetition feeling. To avoid that is very impressive for a platformer. So, agreed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. What Next up on my list is I'm going to be honest, a shock to me, mm-hmm. um, and possibly my favorite game on this whole list. That is YS8 Lacrimosa of Donna. You really I, like that game that much. I, right? I, man, I don't know what it is. The the characters, uh, I, I was rooting for all the characters. There were ones that I, I just really did not like, and then things happened to them, which made me happy. Um, it's on PC, PS4, PS Vita. This is a game that if you have a Vita, you should get because you have nothing else in your life to play other than Fez. You should get Fez. And the Ratchet and Clank trilogy on that system. And maybe Super Meepo on that system because it has nothing else. How is Fez not on Switch yet? Dude, I don't know, man. I tweet them every now and then. I'm like, why is this not there? I would pay $30 for it. I can't tweet Phil Fish. He blocked me. <laughs> that's that's I, funny. I called him a butthole the day that he canceled Fez 2 and he blocked me. Uh, well, that was, a, that was a butthole thing to do. I was very yeah, I was so excited for that. When they announced it, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah I would love a Fez 2. I got a Fez shirt for Christmas. This yeah. Christmas? Yeah, Gomez. Really it's really cool. There, but. Yeah, I don't care. I like it. Okay. Whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah, I would love that game on Switch. Um, anyway, I have it on my phone, though. It's, it's all right. It's okay. 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 Um, yeah, so this game is also on Switch. Uh, apparently, this came out last year, I think. Maybe 2016-ish. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. The very first game in this series came out in 1987 <laughs> when I was born. They're all RPG games. The latest couple have been action RPG games, like JRPG, action RPG. That's what this one is. Uh, It is the game that I wanted Xenoblade Chronicles 2 to be. It's it's the fighting system that I wish it was. I understand and respect that Xenoblade has its own style and fighting system, and maybe it was just that I wasn't looking for that style right now, which Mm -hmm. is why I couldn't get into Xenoblade 2. This is what I wanted that to be. It has, uh, it has a bunch of enemy encounters. You know that you can see they're not completely random. It has huge towering monsters you have to you know defeat and stuff like that. It has a cast of characters that I really like. It's set on an island. It's got beautiful esque uh, uh, visuals, and by that I mean like it runs sixty frames a second. Looks really good on PS4. Well, decent on PS4. It looks a little bit worse uh, on Switch. And I think that's because they tried to cram everything into a 16 gigabyte cart. Um, I would have liked if maybe I just had a download. Uh, but anyway, okay, visuals aside, it's kind of like PS2-esque visuals, early okay. PS3. Um, but the art style, it doesn't really you know, detract from it that much. The story is so cool. I'm a big fan of the story. Uh, you end up... You end up um, Go flipping back and forth between these two timelines that eventually 
cross paths in some cool ways. Okay. Um, and it's, dude, it takes us on an island and it's tropical and it's beautiful. And I like it. I don't know, man. It's just, ah, oh, everything about it. Okay. And I've, it's crazy because, you know, I've never really been into JRPGs, but this one, man, really, really took me. And I might uh, eventually do a second playthrough like Breath of the Wild. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Get it on Switch, though, nice. if you have one. Nice. What about what about you? Uh, I'm gonna have to go see a thieves, dude. Wow. Okay. I'm not. I'm not terribly surprised. Yeah. I mean, just now, primarily multiplayer, single player, or just kind of both. Doesn't really. Not really. Both. I mean, I that is one of the few games that is multiplayer focused that I don't mind playing by myself. And you know, I've art. I spent. I just spent minutes of this podcast talking and praising about everything that they've added to it. But just the way that the way that the sailing relaxes me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it almost feels therapeutic. It, it's just very fun to navigate that ship. Uh, whereas Lacrimosa has takes place on an island. This game takes place on many islands. So there's that. Fair. Um, but no, in, in all in all seriousness. <laughs> it's a really good game. It's also a really good multiplayer game in the sense, and I know this is a, a sore point for some people because they really like having um, progress. And, and being able to show that they're getting better. But this game has such a low barrier to continued playability because everything is cosmetic. You know, right. Oh, that's so, true, yeah. A person who's played for two minutes is going to have the same technical firepower and ability as somebody who's played for 60 to 100 hours. Yeah. Um, and that's a good and a bad thing in the sense that, A, you know, you're not really building towards anything that is functional, but it allows maximum playability for for everybody, and I think that's awesome uh, for a game that I don't think is meant to be super competitive. I think it's much more meant to be a social-driven experience. I agree um, with that. Yeah, but just being a pirate and escaping to the seas is. Some of the best looking sea. I don't think that I've seen water that looks that good ever in a video game still. is just amazing. So I'm going to give it to Sea of Thieves. Uh, I also really like the goofy cartoony art style in that too. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's just a very fun place to be in. It's very rare. Yeah. And especially whereas Rare hasn't been allowed to make a real game in a very long time. They've been sort of locked in that Kinect dungeon where they had to, to make sports games and motion games for Kinect when it was getting its big push. They haven't had the freedom to make something of this scale. And now that they have, sure, it has its missteps, but I think just from a technical standpoint and from a uniquity standpoint, you know, it's, it's oh, there's doing definitely something nothing really like it. Yeah. It's doing something that I don't think other games have done since like Minecraft, which is offer you a social multiplayer experience that is very open and it's very about making it what you want it to be. And that's amazing to me. Nice. So, yeah, I agree. That's a cool game. Yeah. Very cool game. Uh, next up on my list is God of War, the mm-hmm. PS4 remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, this game came out of nowhere, right? Like, you and I, I remember we were watching E3, what, two years ago? We saw the trailer, saw the gameplay trailer, and we were like, oh, my God. 
I didn't think that that game was coming out so soon when they announced it. Neither, neither did I. Yeah. And it's the only God of War game that I may play a second time. Yeah. The story was great. The production values through the roof. Um, I just I love the fact that Kratos is a human now. Yeah. He has feelings and emotions and a range of them. Um, in my in my write up for the website, I, I wrote that um, I hated that you know the God of War games back then were mainly just hack and slash, right? And it was just like me Kratos, me angry, kill more gods, bloodlust. And it's just kind of like, you know, I grew up and I got over that. Um, and yeah, you have like four or five games that are the same thing. It gets old real yeah. quick. No, for sure. That game was definitely at a point where it needed to grow up with its audience. And what Corey Barlog did was just incredible. Yeah. I mean, he took that series to whole new levels. Um, I actually like the guy who did the voice acting for Kratos this time around. I feel like he has a more guttural... Just Wait, a more it, a more Kratos type. Is it not the same guy? No. Oh, oh you didn't know about that? Oh, I, there was, I thought it was the same new, guy. Oh, there was, there was a lot I of guess shit. it may have been longer than I thought. No, the, the guy who... Uh, I don't remember the names, but the guy who originally did the series was super pissed. Really? Because he didn't even get uh, like a call or anything about doing it. <laughs> they just straight up went with someone different. And I'll be honest with you, I like this guy more. I think he's a good... Uh, like evolution of an older kind of Kratos. And I just like, I think he just has a better, a bigger, more thunderous voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like the guy. I like the guy that did it. So I also wrote in my piece how I thought it was uh, interesting that um, Atreus was a lot more uh, useful than I thought he would be, especially once you get like, um, you start unlocking different abilities and stuff in both Kratos and Atreus' skill trees. Which I really liked. I also mm. loved the addition of RPG type elements mm. in the weapons and armor, because to me it made me feel like the weapons and armor were actually each unique. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That game was that game is stellar. Yeah, definitely pick it up if you have a PS4. Yep. Um, can I also nominate God of War? Yeah, man, go for it. Might as well, dude. That game. Piggyback. I think that that may be my game of the year, and I wow, I will be the first to say that it definitely had its problems. I wasn't huge on the camera, how close it was at all times. Yeah, I think that you miss out on a lot of things uh, by having it like that. But I think what this game did with combat and making it constantly introduce new upgrades and mechanics that you really need to integrate into your playstyle to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it was definitely a story that was powerful, and the fact that it was cutless, and like it was everything was the single scene that really added to the drama in a right. lot of ways. You know, especially like I don't know, has it been long enough for us to talk about spoilers? Uh, I would say so. When spoilers. He's, when he's walking back to like get his blades from his basement. Oh. And, Prior to that, you know, he's constantly telling Atreus, like, don't go in, the, don't go down there. Don't never, you never get these. And like, you kind of have in your, in your mind, like, okay, there's something down there that Atreus isn't meant to see, be it his blades, be it some sort of relic to, to mention he's a god. To finally see him dramatically walk up and get that is incredible. Um, 
this movie or this game plays out like a movie in so many ways mm-hmm. and it makes it all the better for it. Um, there were some things that were cliche about the story for sure. You know, Atreus wasn't always the most likable character. But I think the way that they portrayed Kratos as I'm, I'm a dad, but instead of just being like a cold asshole dad for the sake of being macho, he's being like that because he's trying to protect uh, Atreus, who I think he suspects is going to be special from the beginning. And for a character whose entire lineage has been about thinking the gods are pricks and to not want that, it's, it's a really good story bite, I think. Yeah. Um, the way that the, it's an open world game for sure, but it's not vast in scale. You know, it's not like Skyrim, mm-hmm. but in a way, like I could compare it to like a super Metroid where it has all these branching paths that kind of meet back up to this one overworld or even like Ocarina of Time where it has the Hyrule field, which kind of branches off into various zones and they all kind of circle back the way that it does that and just kind of keeps you in motion around this small world uh, but still gives it a giant sense of scale, mm-hmm. I think was much better than to have this big open world like Zelda-like experience uh, or Breath of the Wild-like experience specifically where you're just getting lost in all these places. And it's not saying anything bad about Breath of the Wild. That game is perfect. Right. This isn't that kind of game. This is a much more story-driven game. Um, the one thing I will say, going back to what you were saying about the camera being pulled in so tight, is uh, it's not as much of a problem when there's bosses. But when you get surrounded by enemies, that game is really that's the, difficult. That's exactly what my biggest issue was. It that's was where like, it gets really hard. You had I, I just I personally had <laughs> such a hard time telling when I was going to get flanked or attacked from behind that it broke my combo so many times that it made it frustrating. Yeah. But despite that, I will say the combat has a weight to it that feels very satisfying. Oh, like every time you throw that axe and call it back? Every time. Every time you throw that axe and call it back, it's almost like you're feeling it in your hand the way that he catches it and the way that it's animated. And even the same with his little wrist blades. It's, it all just feels so good. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, it makes me want to play this. It feels now. so good all the way through. Um, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this right now real quick. Yeah. Sindri is the character of 2018. He was my favorite character out of any game. He was the bearded merchant who was like super awkward. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And was like, <laughs> Kratos would give him his blades and he's like, ew, oh my God, oh my God, I need to wash my hands. Yeah. He was, oh, uh, he... I loved him. Yeah, I liked a lot of the characters in that game. Um, the witch. The witch, Balder. Her, her beautiful, beautiful, like, area she lived in. Yeah, there's all, dude, all oh, of those set places. Jaw-dropping. All of those set pieces. Like, the, the, the lake with the serpent and the way that oh. he would move and make the water lower and rise. And her with the turtle. Yeah. All my of the God. stuff in the underworld. It's just, even on my regular PS4... Every set piece was breathtaking. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sure, it was definitely pushing my PS4 to the fucking brink of exploding. <laughs> but man, I, I'm i not the biggest Sony fan, but I will give that game its due that that is a masterwork 
of achievement for everybody involved because it just, it hits on every beat and it's satisfying until the end. Uh, Oh my God. Yeah. I, uh, Oh, I, I think I def- that I think that that's the best game that's made this year for sure. I definitely want to replay that in uh, in 4K HDR now. Mm-hmm. Now that I have the ability to do so, because like you said, that game was breathtaking in regular HD. Right. But oh my god. Oh yeah, that game. I'm interested to see where they go. You know, they obviously set it up to explore further. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm curious to see how much how much more does Kratos have before it gets handed off to Atreus, if that's the direction that they go. I mm-hmm. hope that's not the case, because I think... I don't think Kratos' story is tired enough to the point where he can't have a game anymore. Especially this new, like, rebooted, revitalized Kratos. Yeah. Like, we're just finally getting really attached to him. Yeah. Um, they. I don't. I don't think they would do that. Not yet. I think it'd be a good three, four games, maybe. Before they pass the baton to Atreus well, I mean, only. Corey Bar- Bar- Barlog? Barlog, yeah. Didn't he say he wants us to be a trilogy? Yeah, that's what I remember. That's what I remember him reading. Yeah. I, re- I remember reading on Twitter. So, you know. Well, I don't know. I'll play the other two. I'll play, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they'll go downhill, you know, like that. Hopefully you not. Guys, you guys all really love those first two Tomb Raider games and this last one neither of you really talked about ever so maybe, i still you know, i still didn't play it yeah maybe it'll be like yeah. that but hopefully not this game on its own merit is as perfect as you can get i think now you have me man you have me thinking maybe maybe uh ys8 wasn't the best game that's close yeah. oh anyway next up final game on my list you're never gonna guess spider-man nope mm. PSVR game, Astrobot Robot Rescue Mission. You really like that game. Astrobot Rescue Mission, and I put this in my write-up, Astrobot Astrobot Rescue Mission is Super Mario in VR. You could take out the characters and copy and paste in Mario and friends, and it would be Mario in VR. It's so clever. Uh... It's beautiful to look at with the art style and, and everything. It's like cartoon style. Mm-hmm. Um, the level design starts off a little, you know, simple to get your feet wet, and then it gets super, super clever level design, like around you, above you, below you. You're looking all over the place, making sure you get all the robots, making sure you get all the coins. Um, the boss battles are interesting because, as you, you know, you're in VR, so you can't do anything super crazy, really. But the way that they they do these boss battles and they look so huge and epic in front of you, uh, it's one of the most clever clever VR games I've played this year. Um, and definitely my top three out of any VR game. Okay. I mean, it's up there with Super Hot as far as like a must-play title, for sure. Um, I mean, that's the best thing I can say about it is it's basically like a Nintendo game in VR. It's You're not the only person I've ever level, heard say that too. I've heard it's a level, lot of people say like the level of quality that I it, mean the, it the level of polish, which is some, I think that's saying something, especially for a VR game, because a lot of VR games feel really janky because of mm-hmm. the sacrifices that they have to make. Yeah. No, yeah. this plays plays great, looks great, feels great to to be in. The world is somewhere that you just get lost in because it just it feels like you're in this living cartoon mm-hmm. world and oh my god it's 
it's it's Mario if Nintendo made Mario for VR, mm-hmm. which they don't. But they make Mario Kart, which we have to try sometime. Wait, Mario Kart in VR? Oh, that's in. Uh, that's I think that's only in Japan. Oh, yeah, but they have a Mario uh, VR arcade huh. hmm. game. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine throwing up all over. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, super awesome game. If you have a PSVR, hundred percent pick it up. It was forty dollars when I got it. Forty dollars, well spent. You might be able to get it cheaper now. So, my uh, my runner up, the game that I had to cut that I didn't realize was uh, my sixth game was Owlboy. Mm, okay. So, good Metroidvania game, but I ultimately cut it because these games were better, and I put more time on them. And mm-hmm. these are all games that I would replay or have replayed. Mm-hmm. And as far as Metroidvania goes, between Hollow Knight and Owlboy, for me, it was definitely Hollow Knight. So, okay. those are my top five. What's yeah. your last one? Um, Fallout seventy six. What? No, I'm just kidding. I was. Gonna I will say, say if if there was an award for most disappointed that you can be in a game, I I would give that to Fallout 76. Um, it it truly robbed almost everything that I love and hold dear about Fallout in favor <laughs> of trying to make it a multiplayer experience. I think and everyone would agree with that. Most disappointing game of the it's year. It's so heartbreaking. I hope that I hope that they can somehow turn it around, but I just think that by design, the way that that game... The way that that game takes all direction mm-hmm. and removes it and has to be static for the sake of everybody having the same experience just totally steals so much of what makes Fallout Fallout. Yeah. Um, and it's such a bummer. Um, so then what's your real last game? Probably Smash. Uh, it's not surprising. I'm not surprised. I, I think Smash... You know, I liked Smash Ultim- or, uh, Smash 4 for Wii U. I think mm-hmm. what Smash Ultimate did with World of Light, the way that it adds all of that nostalgia, the way that it balanced all of the characters so that they're almost all playable. The way World that, of Light's really cool. Yeah, I mean, the, just the way that World of Light offers all of these, oh, all these scenarios that make you not only play out these battles in specific scenarios that are like unique to old Nintendo games, but the way that they just make you what's the word reminisce about playing those games and the way that makes you want to revisit those games, I think is special. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just a good time with friends. Uh, I've already had so many nights of just smiling, laughing, messing around in, in multiplayer matches online. And yeah, for sure the, the online still needs some work, but it could be worse. It could be, it could uh, be worse. It could be, uh, what's goddamn What's that game we were just talking about? Atlas. It could be Atlas. Could be Atlas for sure. Nintendo um, would never release a game like that. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, if I had a couple of honorable mentions, I would say Black Ops Four. Okay. Um, specifically. Yeah, you've been digging that. Specifically, Blackout Mode. I think mm-hmm. does. It does some things for battle royale games that make them. I don't know how to word this correctly because Fortnite can be a casual experience. You know, it's very approachable, mm-hmm. but it also has a lot of things about it that aren't appetizing to a shooter fan. I don't like going in and building and, and dealing with all that shit. I just want to go in and I want to shoot. 
Right. Because that's the shooter. Yeah. And I think the way that Blackout handles that, but also removes a lot of the skill ceiling of PUBG, mm-hmm. it's very admirable. Um, hmm. And it's also the most stable and best Battle Royale experience on console still. So I give it that. Um, it's a really good game. And then my other honorable mention would be Kirby Star Allies. Oh, uh, wow. I wasn't expecting that. That game, with the way that they've co- continuously updated they it. They have and put added, a lot of updates Added new it. characters, new challenge modes, um, all free. It's a really good Kirby game. It's just a really good time. It's just one of those games that made me smile all the way through. As far, as far as post-release support, it almost reminds me of Bomberman when it came out right. on Switch. Yep. On Switch, it was all right. It was okay. It was overpriced. The content was really miss. And then they released all these updates. Next thing you know, this performance update, you have 60 frames a second. And they just kept throwing content at it to the point where it was well worth the asking price. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's, that's my list. You know, it sucks because there are a lot of games that I know people are talking about that I still haven't had a chance to play. Um, you know, like... Into the Breach, Tetris Effect. Uh, Tetris Effect is supposed to be nuts. Hitman Two. Yeah. I uh, all of these uh, all of these games. There's just not enough time, man. There's not. It's and you know, I, I haven't played enough of it to have a full judgment yet. But like Mutant Year Zero, I think if that had come out earlier in the year, where I could have spent more. If that had not come out when Smash came out, I guess I should say. Yeah. That may have made that list because oh, just I from think, what I've played of it so far, it's a, such a good tactics game. It's just the, the fiction and the style of gameplay are so far up my personal alley that I don't think that there's a, any way that that game wouldn't be on the list if 2018 didn't have such good games otherwise. Yeah, I would um, say Ashton probably would have made my list if it came out not like, you know, three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I'm going to go over Daniel's games. Uh, she put on here, her favorite games were Spyro Reignited Trilogy, Monster Hunter World, Red Dead Redemption 2, Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom. I want to play that game. Uh, that's Super a, yeah, Sm- that's another one that like, but it's I PS4 love Nino Kuni 1 so much. Yeah. And it, I don't know why I haven't played this one. Yeah, uh, that's that's on my list. It looks great. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Mm-hmm. And Destiny Two Forsaken, and she okay. goes into okay. deep. She goes into pretty deep detail in her uh, write up about all the games and why. Yeah, um, that's a very Danny list. I'm yeah. not. I'm not terribly surprised. I, yeah, I mean, I can't talk. I still play Halo Five every single day. Yeah. Um, Destiny Destiny didn't do it for me, but I also don't have the friend base and experience that she has with Destiny. But exactly. I will say, like from a quality standpoint, that game is seriously good shooting. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that's that's it, man. I think that's that's this episode. That's a good way for us to ring in the new year for me. Yeah. But. Yeah. All right. I had a good uh, year. I don't know about you. It was a good year, man, for it sure. Was a good year. Every year is a good year. I hope next year is just as good for yeah. Our viewers, our listeners. We're, uh, by the, we're gonna we're gonna enter 2019 at over 20,000 downloads. Heyo. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of downloads. Thank hey, you. Oh, a lot of people a lot. Are listening to our thanks voices. For, thanks for putting up with our stupid opinions. Yeah, really. 
Like, like anything I say matters. No, apparently it does to someone. <laughs> it's just, it's just my mom downloading it. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that wraps up episode 147 of Land Party. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter. I have all of our handles in the description of every podcast. I also have links to where you can find this podcast on most of the big podcast platforms. Uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, if you love our content, feel free. If you want to toss us a couple bucks on Patreon, definitely helps out. Pays for podcast hosting fees, site hosting fees, all that fun stuff. Um, cause we don't do ads. I don't like ads. You don't like ads. I'm sick of going on websites. It's just happened to me today where I go on a website of like, it was push square and Nintendo everything. And I'm on there on my phone and then boom, I get redirected mm-hmm. by some rogue ad. What browser do you use on your phone? Safari. Safari. I was using Firefox, but, uh, it just becomes a pain cause it, you know, you can't make it the default in iOS. Yeah. Because yeah, that's Apple. That opening links or anything just goes yeah, to a just, browser that you don't yeah, use. And then, so annoying. And then it's not your history if you want to look at it later. Then and someone's like, hey, show me that link. And you have to go through all this porn that you have open. Yeah, totally. It's, My God. It's frustrating for sure. It's so frustrating. Paging through porn. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week for episode 148 of Land Party. We'll see you next year. Well, Happy actually, New Year. actually, we'll see you this year because this will be out tomorrow, which is January first. Bye, guys. Bye.